Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. We've got Altus and Oyot reloaded here. Hello and welcome. Um, this week we are doing cryptocurrencies. Uh, thanks to everyone that voted to find out what it was early on our Twitter page. Man. <laughs> I think, yeah, there was one voter, so it was <laughs> Altus. Um, and I just want to give a little shout out. Uh, to the Delta Rigs went to a gig last night. They were awesome. I mean, everyone's coming out of lockdown now. Um, and I think it was their first gig in over a year. So they performed really well. Yeah, is that why you sound like you chain smoke a pack of cigarettes <laughs> between sips of vodka? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> sound like shit. Pretty much. I love that you're so dedicated to the pod and that's how you prepare. <laughs> Oh well, um, this adds a bit of variety, a bit of a bit of flavour. Um, now, cryptocurrency. We got to get out there and support bands and yeah. pubs and bars and restaurants and stuff. Now that they're all open, and get some stuff happening. Also, I wanted to do. I was doing a little research just before we get into the different definitions for today's topic. Um, I also just wanted to do a throwback to the uh, elusive real estate episode. So I found an ad the other day that was talking about an apartment in Hawthorne, four bedroom cottage that was in the eighties, valued at, I'm just round up here, $36,000. And today it's selling for, I think, 2.7 million. Um, I adjusted for inflation. And if we, if we just did inflation, the $36,000 today would be worth $150,000. Yeah, that's like the, I've sort of seen that in articles and people talk about where the um, uh, average, the, the cost of a home um, has jumped up to be, you know, 200 times the average annual salary or 20 times the average annual salary. It's nowhere near increasing with inflation. So that was just for the, the true fans out there that listened to that original episode. Uh, in we, that one or two day window <laughs> um, we may release it later on I might come up with like a little caveat if we get I don't know 500 listens one week or something and that's an elusive <laughs> episode where we dropped a C-bomb in there <laughs> we haven't done that since it's only been one episode but we've been good since um, alright so let's get into it cryptocurrencies are basically digital money um, digital assets designed to work as a medium of exchange wherein individuals um, coin ownership records are stored in a ledger existing in a form of computerized uh, database using strong cryptography to secure transaction records to control the creation uh, of additional coins and to verify the transfer of coin ownership. Um, so it's basically a decentralized form of Mm. Money. To quote an economist that I was um, watching just before that you put me on to, it's digital money. <laughs> from, uh, from Lily's show. <laughs> we'll retweet that later. <laughs> yeah. I watched her um, explain, she explained Bitcoin, which is like the, the original cryptocurrency. And I'm um, like, she's better than me at explaining this. We should just get her on the show or just roll the clip. <laughs> I think a lot of what we'll be talking about today will reference Bitcoin because, I mean, that's a good reference point for everything. It's not going to work exactly the same with different cryptocurrencies. They've all got their own little spins and the way they do things. Yeah. But we'll probably reference Bitcoin a lot. A lot, yeah. It's the original one. It's just easier. And everyone, 
understands what you're talking about when you say Bitcoin. It's like the um, there's different search engines, but everyone says Google it. Yeah, like there's Bitcoin's the main one. I think the second major one is Euphoria or something like that. A lithium. What was it? There's a lithium. A lithium. That might be. Yeah. It. That's what. I'm and Monaro. Um, so oil's like, dipped a toe into the cryptocurrency market. I've only just started looking at stocks and doing that sort of thing. So he's a little bit ahead of me. In I'm that. loving it. I'm, I'm full. On, I'm full on board. So if there's any biases coming <laughs> from this topic today, it's going to be coming from me. Um, now, when you're doing crypto as well, did you want to go through? Uh, mining? Yeah, so you might have heard the term um, Bitcoin mining a bit. So using Bitcoin as an example, miners are rewarded for verifying Bitcoin transactions. So when you're mining for Bitcoin, you're actually working through complex um, problems and algorithms uh, to verify Bitcoin transactions. So you're essentially acting as an auditor that checks and, um, and make sure there's no double spending. So double spending is when a user might make a copy of their digital token and use that while keeping the original. So that's how, and, and Bitcoin miners are rewarded for that with Bitcoin. Yeah, very much. So um, that's sort of evolved a lot over the last few years where um, when it first came out, you could do it on an everyday laptop, whereas now you need a more and uh, sophisticated rig got those full on um like operations in like storage containers with just constant mm-hmm. cpus running and yeah. just cracking they, codes and they they call them mining rigs and you need yeah. specialized equipment you can't just do it with an everyday <laughs> laptop um i just love the complexity of it it's just like yeah i can i can what do you do i'm a i'm a miner <laughs> yeah we're, we're going to yeah. <laughs> um now because you're dealing when you're buying let's say you want to buy some crypto and you go through an exchange um so exchanges are online platforms where you can exchange one cryptocurrency for another cryptocurrency or you can also exchange it for a fiat money of like uh australian dollars thai baht us dollars depending on what country you're in thai baht it just, it just came in my head right <laughs> you are a man of the world aren't you jesus <laughs> i don't know the peso <laughs> Why are you saying the peso is not as good as the baht? No, but the Dogecoin is doing better than the peso at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right, okay. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so in other words, to so think of it, depending on the exchange, it's sort of like a stock exchange or a currency exchange at like the airport yeah. or the bank. Um, bringing that in mind, um, you just got to be careful. This is like a, I guess a public warning announcement of danger danger uh pump and dump schemes which is something you would probably hear of in the stock market a lot Mm. where um certain entities will promote a um it's it's very similar to artificially inflating a stock price so you know um uh, a, a coin is released um and the creators or investors or scammers buy a big amount of that and that drives the price up and then from there, they uh, spruik it in the media or on social media. They make awareness of it and they get other people to invest. And once the price has gone up further, they sell all of theirs. Um, and eventually, in the end, they're out. They've not got any left. And someone's left with the coin. And at that point, they'll stop spruiking it in the media. They'll stop doing things with it to drive the price up. Um, and someone will be left with a 
not worthless, but um, really reduced value yeah. in crypto. And normally they have a lot of majority of the crypto coins. Yeah. So when they sell, they're selling this huge chunk. So it just plummets the price. Good example to look into, if you want to look into it, is uh, BitConnect. So not Bitcoin, BitConnect. Look that one up. That was a big... Let me guess, it's spelled with a K? Uh, no, I don't think so. Oh. But that is a funny video. Like, there's this guy. I don't know. I don't think he was involved in um, BitConnect, like the making of the cryptocurrency. He just got in on it and was full pumping it. And he's like, BitConnect! Yeah, we're doing it! And then... They pulled pulled the rug out from him and everyone. Lyle yeah. uh, Lyle Langley with Just... the monorail. My, my flight leaves in less than a minute. Just um, <laughs> yeah. So you've got to look into that or be aware of that, and you can verify that by I think it's checking the ledgers and who owns mm. the most of the currency. Yeah. So those those ledgers that were sort of talked about in the first description, um, they're, they're readily available for people to look at. I mean, it's just not easy information to determine. Yeah. Yeah. To interpret, sorry, is the word I'm looking Unless at. you, like, I guess it's like reading another language or like if you, yeah, look at it. You like reading code. Code, imagine. Sort of, yeah. Now, you keep your, your coins in a wallet, so a digital wallet, which allows you the owner to store and receive the cryptocurrencies. Now, there's heaps of different wallets. There's also heaps of different exchanges as well. Like, um, for example, you've got Binance, Coinbase Pro, Kraken, um, CryptoCoin.com. Um, they are all exchanges that you can use. And then from those exchanges, you can transfer your coins to wallets. So you've got like full node wallet, custodial wallet, desktop wallet, mobile wallet, online wallet, Software wallet, hardware wallet, paper, paper wallet. wallet. Yeah. <laughs> what was the last one I spoke of? Paper right? wallet. Um, <laughs> Leather wallet's better than paper wallet. Coin-specific wallet, um, network-specific wallet, and universal wallet. They've got, all got different definitions and different um, uses. Some of them are like hard wallets, so like a hard drive. They're probably the most secure that you could keep your coins in. But if you lose that hard drive, you lose... Or your coins. I remember seeing an article of some guy in Britain who lost a, a USB um, with crypto on there. He's offering like half the um, half the amount on there to um, whoever could find it for it. Yeah, in the dump. <laughs> yeah. And he's still there with this. Day. Oh, we found a USB. Check it out. Oh, it's just porn again. Oh, don't just <laughs> put it in the pile. Don't just throw it away. And we'll look at that later. Um, the last thing we wanted to talk about, this one's a bit more of a... Um, niche. Yeah, this is a bit more niche. It's, it's like a, the art. It's really taken off in like the art sort of circles. And it's. I feel it's like a, a Banksy sort of vibe to it, you know. Yeah, I reckon he'd hate it though. Yeah, yeah maybe. maybe. Well, maybe it's initial intention, but what it could potentially be, he might not like. Anyway, so um, non-fungible tokens. So they're mushrooms. And what? No. So it's a, <laughs> so a special type of cryptocurrency token that represents something unique. So non-fungible tokens uh, are not mutually interchangeable. Um, so one good example that you mentioned before, Oil, the the creator of Twitter, yep. that one. Yeah. And so he screenshotted his first the first tweet on Twitter, and he um, sold that as a non-fungible token. Yep. Yep. Um, uh, so you can't, ex well, I mean, it's there's no like-for-like -like exchange. There's no Bitcoin for Bitcoin exchange yeah, in this one. Yeah, it's like a pure, you can individual, unique 
token and it's creating like a rarity in itself. Mm. Yeah. You, you can sell it for money or you can sell it for other Bitcoins or you could trade it for beers yeah. or uh, whatever. It's, um, it's, a, it's its own it's currency. Pure bartering. Yeah. 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 Like, yeah. <laughs> but I was reading this story. Um, uh, actually, no, I won't go into that one. I'm, <laughs> I'm very vague on the details and it's going to sound crazy. Um, one thing with this that's sort of come to light lately is that people can use uh, screenshots of other people's tweets or photos of other people's art or work and they can use that as a non-fungible token without even getting that person's permission like i said earlier was that in the, the first podcast or i can't remember but that's what artists do they just steal 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 have you ever stolen anything no never not just art <laughs> maybe uh, I, rem- I remember that we both used to work at a supermarket and i remember there was a back dock there <laughs> where sometimes the damaged goods would sit and it's like if it was a packet of chips that had just been damaged i know i would occasionally take a, a chip from there or like a tim tam or something look sometimes they may not even be damaged and they might have an unfortunate accident and then oh my <laughs> oh no the tim tams are open <laughs> there was a lot of paperwork for like a pack of the tim tams or something like it was a, the standard paperwork for all of them but the, the, that there was paperwork for it was wild um way too much paperwork. and then if you got caught Instant dismissal. I remember being <laughs> real sneaky. Was it? Was it? I think it was Ernest or someone was telling us a story about. Um, he used to work at Bilo, which doesn't exist anymore. I think. I don't think so. There's I like one Bilo left. Like there's one blockbuster left. The holdout. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So similar sort of thing where they um, ate a chip from there and they got fired that day. I saw. Um... And he said it was the most sad and pathetic thing he'd ever seen. <laughs> I saw a um, water bottle. Someone stole, I think, like 80 cent soda water or whatever. Sons of bitches. And uh, fired. Really? Yeah. At, at that shop? Um, well, I don't think it was our Safeway, but it was... Um... Oh, because you used to work at a couple of different ones, didn't you? No, Did no, you? no. It was, I think they said like a memo or something like, hey, we've caught someone stealing. Like, we got rid of them. Like... <laughs> That's the Safeway equivalent of a, a head on a pike. Yeah. Just, they, don't, they don't care what it is. They will fire you. Well, it's the principle. Yeah, it's the principle. But I don't know. Maybe you should look after your staff members if they can't afford water. Well, were you part? Of, were you part of the um, union for Woolies? I mean, I wasn't back. No, in, I wasn't. Back no. in the day, I thought, why would I pay this for, for something? Yeah, that doesn't really matter. But yeah. without realizing that it actually does matter, and union memberships, not just for yourself, but it's for everyone. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that as well. Support your unions. Support your workers. Yeah, absolutely. Let's get into it. I'm going to go first. So my article, let's have a look at it. It's an article from The Conversation. I don't think I've copied the title of the article. Ooh, that so, is so That is slap. sloppy. No, it's in the, it's in the it, link. Can you decipher it? Can Let you see. mine that article title? <laughs> um, so this one's by John Hawkins. He's a senior lecturer for the Canberra School of Politics, Economics and Society at the University of Canberra. This was published on the 4th of March, 2021, and it is Bitcoin. This year, I stand to make 200 million more than Elon Musk. Right, so he's saying he's going to make 200 million more dollars than Elon Musk, apparently. He's on hockey. All right, let's have a look what he's got. So, Elon Musk, the uh, chief executive... If you don't know who Elon Musk is now, you've uh, been living under a rock. 
I, we, we can't help you. You can't yeah. be that way. <laughs> You've got to go do some reading, do the Mr. Men books or whatever, and then come back to this. You've got to build up. I mean, I don't want to send anyone away from our podcast, but come on. Um, get it together. So he's the chief executive of Tesla. Recently announced that his company had bought uh, $1.5 billion US dollars worth of Bitcoin. So the announcement led to a flurry of enthusiasm and a quick surge in the price for the controversial cryptocurrency. Now, this price bump has been good news for Musk in the short term. At one point, Tesla's Bitcoin investment had gained more than uh, 1 billion US in value. But can the enthusiasm be sustained? I think there's a good chance that over the next year, the price of Bitcoin will drop towards its fundamental value, which is nothing. Now, they've been saying that for years and it just keeps getting more and more and more valuable. Well, let's let's hear Hawkey out and see if he's got any new arguments down right. to this. All right, let's see. So if Bitcoin were to lose half its present value, which is not unlikely, given its extremely volatile past behavior, Tesla will lose around a billion. Uh, yeah, a billion, Australian, a billion Australian dollars. It keeps changing between US and um, Australian monetary value. I don't know why. I didn't write the article. Um, as Elon Musk owns about a fifth of Tesla, he would be down 200 million Australian dollars. In contrast, I own no Bitcoin, so I lose nothing, which means I will have done 200 million better than Musk. That is the crappest statement I've ever heard. That's just like me saying, well, I don't own shares in that company that went bankrupt. I am whatever the value of that company was between that point and its bankruptcy better off than them he is technically correct which is the best kind of correct no 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 no. well wait what he's not two million dollars better off he's 200 million dollars well he never but he never had it he didn't have it he didn't say he was going to be 200 million better off himself he's going to be 200 million better than elon musk maybe okay you should put it that way maybe i'm just misinterpreting but no, he is. He's being he cheeky. Like, he's being cheeky. He's being cheeky. Right. He's a cheeky monkey. <laughs> so let's let's find out why he thinks Musk's decision is a bad thing. So Musk is not doing Tesla's shareholders any favors. If they want to be exposed to the rise and fall of Bitcoin, they should they could just buy some for themselves. Now they have no choice. If they want to invest in Tesla electric vehicles, they are also vulnerable to the. Vagaries. Vagaries? Vagaries. Vagaries, actually, sorry. Vagaries. I'm going to have to chuck that one in the old lexicon. So it's an unexpected or inexplicable change in a situation or someone's behaviour. There we go. Educational podcast. That's our word for the day. Vagaries. Here comes the count. One. Uh, uh, uh. Now, the usual justification for making investments more diverse is I'm losing my voice, is that can reduce risk, but buying the extremely volatile Bitcoin will make Tesla's earnings more uncertain. Nor is Musk doing any uh, doing his fans any favours. As a rock star CEO with more than 40 million followers on Twitter, his musings are widely reported in other media. By publicly endorsing Bitcoin, Musk may lead some of his fans to invest in this highly speculative asset. Um, they may not be well placed as a multi-billionaire to absorb any losses to their investment. To be fair, Musk has warned them not to invest their life savings, which is a fair point. I give the same advice to 
uh, everyone. Yeah, we yeah we did that on yeah. our real estate episode. Yeah. Do not listen to us. We're not financial <laughs> advisors. Yeah. So it doesn't mean as much coming from Musk though, does it? Don't listen to me. I'm just a visionary CEO, inventor, billionaire. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I have got the electric car up and running. I made my own rocket ship company. I launched my electric car into space. <laughs> Guys, I'm gonna I'm gonna level with you. I just fell ass backwards into this. I didn't I had no idea what was happening. I didn't do any of this on purpose. It's yeah. just worked out. I just thought, oh, that's a good idea, and said, hey, people, do it, and they did, and I, I just I kept going. <laughs> now I'm here. <laughs> I'm not proud of this, but I just kept crawling and it kept working. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so. Nor is he doing any of the any of the inhabitants of his planet of this planet any favors. He wants to go to Mars anyway. He's like he Mars, bitch. Yeah, he's United like States of space. Yeah, he's just like I don't care about this planet. I want to get off. I want to return home. Um, <laughs> so the generation of bitcoins, known as mining, uses vast amount of energy to power specialized computers involving complex, um, solving complex but useless mathematical problems. That's a bit. I don't think math is ever really useless. useless. Yeah, no, neither do I. Like hockey. <laughs> and coming from, is he an economist? Yeah, he's coming a... from an economist. I thought he would have loved. Uh, actually, no, economists don't they just do like the theory of it? They're not really into the yeah, math. I think so. No, they just, have they, to use some math, they, but it's not math. It's like a rhythm. And they just stay in universities and go, "This won't work. This will work." You know, so I feel like downers. Yeah, I, I feel like Bitcoin is the next internet or the next, you know. TV, it came out and it got, or the home computer, these things came out and they just got absolutely crapped on and they, but they stuck around, they work. Bitcoin's been around now for what, 10 years? Something like that. Yeah, so, yeah, so Bitcoin's still been around for 10 years. Um, just put something in whenever you need to edit something out, because hey, I solved this bit. <laughs> no, I'll miss one. I'll miss one. I'll leave this one in for an example yeah, and then yeah. everyone will be like, ah, and if you... Uh, find out which bit I say, hey, arsehole in, I'll give you a prize. That's like doing really <laughs> controversial or crazy stuff like jet fuel can't melt steel beams. <laughs> it's just me. <laughs> it's flat. Just every now and then, <laughs> edit it in, in. Then you listen to it like, that wasn't in there. When, the hell? when, when did that come up? No, it would just be, buy Dogecoin. By Dogecoin. <laughs> Gotta stop getting high before we do this podcast. <laughs> um, no, there was already a podcast for that. It's the Joe Rogan experience. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Elon Musk. Yeah. Anyway, back to where were you, sorry? Uh, it was um, useless mathematical problems, if there is ever such a thing. I think yeah. the only useless mathematical problem is one with the incorrect answer. What? Oh, Why you, would there be an incorrect answer? We got one plus one equals three. Useless. Yeah, right. Okay. That's the best example I could come up with. <laughs> now some mathematician will come up with some mathematical formula well, well, as actually, to why that's not useless. <laughs> it had significant um, impacts on other mathematical I equations. can't remember his name, but there was a guy that came up with like a algorithm or, you know, some sort of what a mass equation to like a logic mass equation to prove that one plus one equals two. Yeah, and it's like it's like lines and lines. Yeah, it's of real breath. long. It's real long working out. I can't think of his name. I think he had bad breath from memory. Reading about him, It'd probably be Clive or, or Bernard or yeah, Ber- yeah, Bernard. That'd be a good math name. 
good mathematician name. Something like that. I've have to, Bernard have to look that one up. Yeah. <laughs> now, back to Bitcoin. Estimates vary as to how much energy they waste. Some studies suggest Bitcoin produced Bitcoin production uses more electricity than the whole of Argentina, Poland, Norway, or Switzerland. But even the lower estimates are that it results in more carbon emissions than Estonia. And if Bitcoin becomes more popular, this will only increase. Now, I don't see this as a argument against. I see this as an argument we need to transition. We need to get the renewables happening. Maybe look into fission or fusion. Check... I don't know, nuclear again? I don't know, everyone's a bit ugh, nuclear. Nah, you don't want to do nuclear because, I mean, France is a great example of nuclear energy and I think last year was the first year that um, I think Germany produced more renewable energy than France did nuclear energy mm. and France was getting energy from Germany because um, last year was the first year on record, I think, don't quote me on this, I might need to find the article, that... Um, their plants, their nuclear power plants spent more days not operating than operating because of the higher temperature. And when you have to shut down a plant, a nuclear power plant, it's not an easy thing to do and you generally ruin a lot of equipment in the process and you have to replace that stuff to, and it takes ages to start like it back up. All right, turn off the switch, boys. It's getting too hot in here. Yeah, it's not, it's not a quickly turn it. Can you, have you tried turning it on and then off again? Uh, yeah, uh, um, I'll get back to you in a week. <laughs> And that's probably another pot in itself. Yeah, so I don't like that argument that it's using more. Also, he's not really pulled out the, the A-list countries there, has he? Maybe Switzerland. Switzerland, maybe. But everyone but, else is sort of like... But speaking of Switzerland, the other article I pulled up is the title for that one. 177-year-old Swiss bank, Bodier, to offer Bitcoin and other crypto trading services. Yeah, but I mean, he's not saying that Switzerland's against crypto. He's just using their electricity consumption as an example. No, 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 yeah, but I'm saying, like, um, it, it's the, the electricity concerns don't seem to be a concern for Switzerland. They're getting in on the crypto as well. I wonder how That's much renewable energy they use. Probably a lot. That, that country, so efficient, so beautiful. You go there, their doors and their windows, they're, like, open. The, the engineering is, oh, like... Oh, you've been to Switzerland, haven't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Um, they utilize... Because they've got so little space. They, like, utilize everything like perfectly really weird like they have these weird windows that open like like i'm doing a hand signal obviously you can't see it um so they've got like a pocket dimension that they fold into and disappear yeah and you don't need them sort of thing so they open like oh, i can't describe they open one way and i but the doors do that too like if you want to let like cooling in they open like that and i went to open a door and it opened like so it opens so it hinges from the bottom and falls towards you. So that just seems like reckless use of black holes to sort of store stuff, like just hiding it inside another dimension. I don't... Yeah, no, it was at someone else's house, and I opened the door, and I'm like, oh my God, I've broken the door. And they're like, what are you talking about? I'm like, I just wanted to go on the balcony. And they're like, close the door, and I close it. They're like, turn this latch, I turn this latch, and then it opens like a normal door. No, 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 close, close the door. Yeah. <laughs> this, this Australian is a, a fool. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Everyone feel like an idiot. <laughs> Go to Switzerland. <laughs> Switzerland's IKEA, or is that? Nah, that's Sweden. Sweden, Sweden. Yeah. And then I don't think the country's called Swaziland anymore. But I don't. No, I don't think it is. Switzerland and Swaziland used to have to do like mail swaps every month. <laughs> they got they each other's up. mail. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Was Swaziland in Africa? Yes. 
<laughs> for some random Swedish person getting like, Swiss. Sorry, for some random Swiss person getting a lion's tooth in the mail or something. It's like this uh, Swazi land. <laughs> Swazi. Right, right, back to right. Ooh, so, that was a hell of a tangent. That's right, it's good. This is what our listeners want, I think. Um, what will the Bitcoin price do? How likely is it that Bitcoin could lose half its value within... Wait, have I already read this? No. No, I didn't. All right. Within a year. Well, it has form. After it peaked at uh, 24,000... 24,000? Yeah, 24,000. In December uh, in 2017, it dropped to uh, 10,000 Australian dollars by February 2018. After recovering to... Uh, 16,000 in July 2019 it dropped to 8,000 by March in 2020. Bitcoin may be the purest example of a speculative bubble I don't think it is a, 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 it's not, that's not really what bubbles do uh, it's more like of a kangaroo sort of pattern it's up down up down the button a bubble is usually you know bubbles are usually uh, expand, expand 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 and then yeah and they're usually going around trapping stuffed bears in them and you know, that that sort of thing. <laughs> remember that Winnie the Pooh episode? You remember that one? No. Where they made that super bubble out of detergent and, and honey and all sorts of weird stuff and no. you trapped in there? No, don't remember that one. Yes, you do. Lost me there. <laughs> there we go. All right. Uh, it follows in the footsteps of the famous bubbles of the South Sea bubble, the Dutch tulip mania. No, it doesn't. And gold around 19... 19- 1980s the dot-com boom of 2000 yes but we still have the internet we still there may have been the dot-com boom but the internet didn't die and sure that things are in a bubble but these things still exist and are still being used and the u.s housing market before the global financial crisis of 2008 but past bubbles have had more going for them houses provide shelter gold has industrial uses and jewelry can be made from it that's oh, dude, you're reaching there. You are reaching. <laughs> I know gold's a, a, a big component in um, electronics and stuff. Yeah. So it does have industrial uses, but that jewellery one's a bit of a stretch. Anyway, but back to, back to the dot-com boom. I think that's a really apt comparison because, yeah, a lot of companies went bust in the dot-com yeah. boom, but there were those ones that had a, a really relevant service that were revolutionary and persevered. Like, why can't some cryptos be... That yeah, I think that's what's going to happen. A lot of there's going to be this like jostling of Who's... different coins, and it will just be the equivalent of a monetary exchange. So you'll have forget, like I said before, your Thai baht, your pesos, those sort of things. But it'll just be is, digitalized. Um, is Bitcoin the Google of cryptos, or I don't know, or is there someone else who's is Bitcoin the Yahoo and there's a Google out there that's going to overtake. Maybe. I, don't know. I think it's all fresh. I think now's the time to fresh. start looking into it. Yeah. So the South Sea Company and the millennial tech stocks at least promise streams of future di- dividends. Even uh, tulips can be admired for their beauty. Bitcoin offers no return unless you can resell it to a greater fool. It is a Seinfeld asset, a speculation based on nothing. But isn't that just what money is at the moment? I'm sorry, he's got you there. He's referenced. He's, that's, a, that's, a sweet, that's a sweet reference. He's oof. sorry. What were you saying? Isn't that basically what money is at the moment? That's what a stock is. Like that's what's happening with GameStop, isn't it? Like, yeah, they're driving the price up, and they're going to sort of offload it to a greater fool. Uh no, 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 no. Or if I got it around the wrong way, they want to take it from greater fools. No, so basically, the hedge funds 
have basically betted that the stock price of GameStop is going to be a certain amount. And if it's not that amount, at X amount of time in history, they have to pay the difference. So let's say they're betting it's $4. Mm. And they want it to be 4 I think this is how it works. I'm not an investor. I'm just trying to layman terms it. Let's say they want it to be $4 on the... Or they're expecting it to be $4 on the 27th of March, March right? If it's $4 on that uh, time, whoever... $4 or lower or whatever, whoever... Um, they took out that speculation with or that gamble with or however they produced it has to pay them. But if it's not that price, they have to pay the price difference. So if they're speculating or they've betted it's going to be $4 and everyone's going, oh no, we like the stock. We, we like it. We're going to buy it. And everyone starts buying it and pushing that price up, they have to pay that difference. Yeah, but didn't they borrow a bunch of stock from people? Um... Oh, that's what they're saying. But we, we don't really know until the... So the short shares or your short positions only have to be released every two weeks. So they haven't released their most recent short positions, but they're saying, oh, no, we've covered, we got rid of them, we've done this, and they're trying to, you know, get everyone out of the market. Um, and GME is now back up to almost $300 a share. Yeah, so, they're, so people are doing that 300 fighting the shade thing. Just uh, holding their ground, yeah. just chilling. And what happened was they, um, it was back up, I think it got up to four, this is an Australian dollars, 400 and something. And then it crashed down. <clears throat> um, and when a, people, a lot of people got in at that, that point, and they were kind of like, well, I only lose if I sell. So might as well just hold the stock. Um, it's a very interesting little um, thing that's happening right now, especially with social media. Um, and a lot of the people are trying to carry on and say it's stock manipulation, but it's basically individuals online saying, hey, we like this. If you like it, you should buy it too. I mean, it's no different to reading you know, the financial pages or something like that and yeah. getting information on what a company is doing or what other investors are doing. Anyway, back to, back to Bitcoin. <laughs> quick, 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 quick. So Bitcoin's backers often say that its value, oh sorry, the limits of Bitcoin, value stems from the fact that its supply is limited. This is uh, complicated by the fact dissident users have created forks in the past, leading to, oh, I'm gonna the schismatic, thank you, schismatic Bitcoins such as Bitcoin Cash. Um, but even if we accept the limit at face value, there is no limit on the creation of other cryptocurrencies. Also no limit on the creation of money. Um, <laughs> there are literally thousands of them already as Litecoin, Tether, and Dogecoin. In any case, just um, just because something is in limited supply does not inherently make it more valuable. Well, wasn't that the original idea behind gold? Um, I mean, originally, like how, where, what do you mean by originally? Like we're like, talking a thousand years yeah, ago? Yeah, wasn't it like, hey, this is a limited commodity. Well, I think a thousand, value has to be really good. I think a thousand years ago it was more like, ooh, shiny, ooh, me want. <laughs> no. Like they didn't know that it was but, useful in industrial processes. Like they just liked it because it was shiny. They built an economy based on yeah. it. Yeah. I think it depends on your culture as well. Like I know that there were a lot of cultures like um I think it's like the Aztecs that they had heaps of gold around, but they didn't really care for it. They their values were more like um, corn. Yeah. And salt. And, Tasty things and family and ha having kids. The more the kids sun, you have, they were really into the sun. Um, 
the more can't really trade the sun though. That's a tough one. <laughs> the can't better really off you are. Yeah. yeah, not yet. I'm working. I'm, I'm working on. Working not yet. <laughs> like siphoning off bits of the sun. I seen Spider Man too. <laughs> Power of the sun in the palm of my hand. Hairy Doc Ock. Bearded Doc Ock with, bearded a, man dog dog. with a man bun. <laughs> I've got the sun, man. Groovy, baby. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm losing it. All right. All right. Back to old Mr. Hawkins. Mr. Hawkins, what do you call me? So another argument for Bitcoin says it could be an alternative to a traditional currency for making payments. The first purchase made with Bitcoin was more than a decade ago. Two pizzas paid for with 10,000 Bitcoins. Oh, my God. Oh my god, 10,000 bitcoins and you've got two pizzas. Jesus. How big do the pizzas have to be to... Well, actually, <laughs> say the next line and then... I hope the buyer enjoyed the pizzas because the coins would be worth uh, 500 million US dollars now. How big would the pizzas have to be to justify 500 million... Well, what is that, like 750 Australian... I hope million. that was like just like a really stone guy. And he's just like... Ah, oh, imagine if it was... <laughs> Like dominoes. Oh no! That wow. <laughs> wow. and he's just sitting there reflecting on it, and he's just kind of like, "Nah, it was worth it." <laughs> dominoes was about to go out of business, and they're like, "Hey, you remember that uh, that Bitcoin that we got? Well, it's now worth five hundred million dollars." <laughs> or oh, you know, um, thank you, Stoner <laughs> McGee. Well, it's like um, Star Wars. The Star Wars franchise saved Lego. I believe that. Yeah, Lego was about to go bankrupt. And then they did a deal with Star Wars for merchandising. Star Wars Lego in the, I think, 70s. Boom. Saved the company. Yeah, that old story about George Lucas um, negotiating initially to get, like, the rights to all the merchandising yeah. for Star Wars or a large percentage of it. Just like, dumb. That's the sweetest plum. The T-shirts yeah. are the sweetest plum. <laughs> so much merchandise. All right. So... <laughs> Despite the hype, very few vendors accept Bitcoin. Oh, mate, check again, check again. And hardly anyone pays with it. A Sydney art gallery that accepts Bitcoin has never had anyone buy anything with it, while a bar that accepts it reports no customers using it for years. Even some crypto conferences receive, receive, ah, refuse to accept Bitcoin. You can buy an, you can buy an, I accept it you can buy an I accept Bitcoin t-shirt on Amazon, but you cannot pay for it using Bitcoin. Um, Isn't that because it's worth so much? Like you can't, Yeah, who can wants you, to buy a t-shirt for, what, what's the value of Bitcoin now? $60,000? Can you trade like a percentage of a Bitcoin or you have to trade it as a whole token? I'm not too sure. I, I wanted to look into this. I, I, I'd imagine you probably could do percentages. I don't know. That's something you'd have to look a little bit deeper into. Like, you start looking into this crypto stuff and you, it's like everything. It's just there's so much data and so much information out there. You just start going in these rabbit holes and then you wake up and it's time to record your podcast. Yeah. <laughs> now, this is unlikely to change materially. Tesla has hinted it may accept Bitcoin in the future, but so far does not. Um, the inherent limits to the ability of Bitcoin to provide payment services. The Bitcoin network can only handle 10 transactions per second. Now you see, this is where other cryptos come in. They're 
they're pumped up. They're like, we can do you know hundreds of transactions. So this is where the new and different coins are coming in where they can do faster transaction speeds and all that business type stuff. Um, but that's kind of why I like Dogecoin because I think it's a fun coin to get. It's cheap at the moment and that's why it was created. It was created to be like really cheap and get people playing around using crypto and then it's kind of taken off now. Um, and I, I think the beauty of it is people are just having fun with it. Um, Dogecoin worth six cents today. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. And I was reading somewhere if someone spent their uh, stimulus check that they got last year in April in America on Dogecoin, I don't know how true this is. My sources are just Reddit. Um, um, they, it would be, so $1,200 stimulus in April last year spent on Dogecoin would be worth, is it $36,000? Well, looking at it, the 52-week range. So it was, a year ago, it was um, 0.1 cents and it peaked at, uh, in this 52-week period, it's peaked at um, 8 cents. So a significant increase. Yeah. Yeah, and even like Mark Cuban. Um, Mark Cuban? Yeah, Cuban, what does he sell? The Mavericks? Yeah, he owns the Dallas Mavericks. So he's, I think um, he's got a lot of other businesses as well. He's selling merchandise with uh, Dogecoin now. He's selling... At, at games or...? Yeah, no, like if you go to the Mavericks website right now, you can buy merchandise with Dogecoin. Like yeah. he's in on it. Like, And he was against cryptos to start with, but apparently that's how all those shark... Uh, investors are like it's no 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 and then as soon as they see the potential it's i mean yes yeah so at one point it had increased by seven thousand percent yeah what kind of like yeah i think people should start looking into it i think it's if you can afford it just a little bit um i think it's an interesting way to redistribute wealth without people having to go through like welfare programs and things and, and deal with bureaucracy and paperwork and all that other so how would they redistribute wealth with it sorry so if you if you if you just purchase a bit while it's very cheap and then it starts to take off and the value increases you've just increased your your wealth just by holding it oh yeah i see you see like yeah yeah so uh, the 10 transactions per second so i went on a bit of a tangent again um was a bit more relevant than than I can't even remember what the other ten was. Uh, Switzerland doors. <laughs> yeah. Um, compared with the thousand per second allowed by Australia's fastest settlement service, transactions may be stuck in queue for hours. If any electronic currency becomes a significant payment medium, it is likely to be a central bank digital currency. Ah, central bank digital currency though is that just not a cryptocurrency then, in of itself? I mean, in a way, yes, but a centralized cryptocurrency. Yeah. Couldn't you achieve the same thing by universal acceptance of cryptocurrency? I think you could. I think you could, and that's what a lot of people are trying also, to do. Stuck in queue for hours, like when you trade stocks, sometimes they days. Yeah, they're just sitting there. Days has to go through clearinghouse, all this shit. That's, that's made me get out. I'm like, I, I don't. I, just give me my money. <laughs> um, yeah, I had a little bit of a play with the stock market earlier this year. I, I don't know. I don't think it's for me. Um, I look at it as a way to um, invest in things I believe in. Believe in, yeah. Like I think that's supporting cool. renewable energies, like a company called Clearview Technologies that are really sort of doing stuff with photovoltaic cells in glass. Like the idea is, um, you can turn greenhouses; they can produce their own energy, or skyscrapers can produce their own energy. Anyway, go on, sorry. 
No, that's fine. Yeah, but that, that's a um, very cool idea. I mean, all I invested in was like Ansel. So what's that? Condoms. <laughs> well, I mean, you've got to limit the population because more people is bad for the environment. Yeah, that's, yep. You can justify... Safe sex. Yeah, yeah. You can justify anything if you try hard enough. Yeah. Cutting down on, um, yeah, just cutting down on spreading venereal diseases. What's that? What's Less that? children. <laughs> what's that Bill Burr bit about, you know, that, that guy who um, turns um, right uh, from the wrong lane? Like, you know, we've already got that guy. We've got that guy a million times over. We don't need any more oh, that yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I know. Stop <laughs> making that, that guy. guy. Yeah. <laughs> like in the, the algorithm when people are just producing yeah. these people that we don't need. It's like. <laughs> uh, I hope he's doing all right, the old Bill. I think he's mellowing out in his. I used to his, listen to his podcast all his, the time, um, but when um the uh, COVID thing was happening and he was just stuck at home, he just sort of like started to go a little crazy, <laughs> and it wasn't. A, I, sh- I need to catch up on it because I do love his podcast. Um, but, well, that's what I was saying. I think he's chewing out. He's mellowing out. He's. Like he's old age. He's just had a second kid like six months ago or something, so he's probably really tired. That'll do it to you, probably. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> and didn't people love his character on The Mandalorian? I did. I yeah, I think I saw that. I did. I was watching The Mandalorian. Um, yeah. No. Yeah. Yes. I agree. I agree. I do agree. Uh, is that the end of your article? Oh, almost. Um, so yeah, banks. Central bank digital currency, which would be legal tender and able to be used for very large numbers of transactions. Musk has plans to colonize Mars, so maybe he will declare Bitcoin the legal tender there. But until then, it would be better for all of us if he kept it off Tesla's balance sheet. I don't know, is he just a disgruntled shareholder of Tesla? He's like, no, not Bitcoin, no, what's going to happen to my share prices? He is coming across a little pissy in that last line. <laughs> like, and if Musk colonizes Mars and he does do that, he's going to look like a real dick. <laughs> yes. So. But I mean, don't you don't you know that getting into Tesla, like if you invest in Tesla stocks, you have to accept that there's a bit of sort of randomness and um, sort of unreliability with those stocks because Musk is at the helm and he's doing stuff. Like with any stock market or any, any stock you're investing or any company you invest in. Because it seems his big gripe with it is that um, it's unreliable so a company like Tesla shouldn't be investing in it. Well, isn't Musk the guy who's talking about... Musk made PayPal. I think he knows how money works. PayPal's shit. Yeah, but he, like, he was like, fuck the banks. Was that a long, like a long con? That was a long uh, pump and dump? PayPal? Maybe, maybe. But well, he, made, he made them... He started it, got it set up, and then sold it for all the monies, and went and made SpaceX and Tesla with the profits from selling PayPal. All right, so yeah, all right, fair enough. He knows what he's doing. So yeah, he knows. He must have some idea about like currency. Like from what I've read, he stayed. He he lived in the YMCA pretty much, or lived in his office where he was programming it all, working twelve hours a day. Looks like he's fifty, and now that he's in his fifties, now probably looks like he's twenty. It was just this weird Benjamin Button that's happening. If you have a look at photos, Google young Elon Musk. He looks like a balding old man. That's that's how I know Elysium's real. <laughs> there, there is a second, <laughs> there is a second world for celebrities and big business people 
I don't know if it's in space or it's underground or something, but it's totally real. That machine that you go into and it cuts out tumours. It's probably underground. It makes you younger. Like, Musk is doing a lot with the underground Because it's getting too hot on the surface, stuff. yeah. Yeah, and he wants to test them out for when he gets to Mars. Elysium is so real. And Matt Damon was just... Yeah, he, that, he could, that, that was a documentary. He could barely, acting. He could barely <laughs> contain his laughter throughout the whole thing. All, all modern Hollywood films aren't actually <laughs> films. They're just, the <laughs> they're just spending their wealth and showing us how they spend it and just pretending it's a movie. Oh. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, so on to the, you can go to your article. Now. On to the next article. It's depressing. Um, so uh, my article comes from The Guardian uh, by Lauren Ar- Aratani. Uh, from, she's from The Guardian US and it was published at the end of February on the 27th. So it's titled, Electricity Needed to Mine Bitcoin is More Than Used by Entire Countries. So it's probably just going to evolve or uh, elaborate a bit on the stuff that you mentioned in your article. Um, so the subheading is, Electricity Needed to Mine Bitcoins is More Than Used by Entire Countries. Bitcoin mining, the process in which a Bitcoin is awarded to a computer that solves a complex series of algorithms, is a deeply energy-intensive process. Remembering those algorithms, it's solving and verifying transactions with Bitcoins. It's not just the value of Bitcoin that has soared in the last year, so it has a huge amount of energy it consumes. The cryptocurrency's value has dipped recently after passing a high of 50000 but the energy used to create it has continued to soar during its epic rise, climbing to the equivalent to the annual carbon footprint of Argentina, according to the Cambridge Bitcoin Electricity Consumption Index, a tool that researchers at Cambridge University uh, measure the currency's energy use. Um, that's a very specific tool yeah. that they've developed there. So they must have some sort of, they must be watching it very closely or wondering what's going to happen with it or are invested in measuring that sort of stuff. But it's interesting. Um, recent interest from major Wall Street institutions like JP Morgan and Goldman Sachs probably culminated in the currency's rise in value and an endorsement by Tesla's Elon Musk helped to drive its recent high as investors bet the cryptocurrency will become more widely embraced in the near future. It's happening, it's happening. <laughs> While we're, we're, we're walking through history, people. We're yeah, we are history. history. You, ever, you ever wanted to make history, go out and buy some Dogecoin right now. <laughs> we're beyond looking good to um, While the recent fall has dented Musk's fortune, Bitcoin also poses a threat to the company's mission towards a zero emission future and poses serious questions for governments and corporations looking to curb their own carbon footprints. <laughs> All right, okay. Well, when the government's trying to curb anything. <laughs> well, I mean, if you're looking at the Australian government, never. They're never trying to do anything about emissions. But Joe mm-hmm. Biden's starting to do some, like, relevant stuff over in the States. That's where she's reporting from. Well, that's, that's good then. That's, that's good for them. Good for them. Good for them. Not us. No, we're... No, oh, but... kind of, because he might lean on Morrison a little bit to say, what in the fuck are, are you doing? doing? Yeah, what is he doing? You're acting like a real asshole, Scott. You know that? <laughs> Just piece of shit. Wipe that smirk off your face. Yeah. Um, also, fuck Sydney. Just throw that in there. Yeah, I've got a friend from <laughs> Sydney visiting today. I'm going to catch up with beers later on, and I will. I'll remind her of that. Yeah, nice. get her to come back in Melbourne. Um, <laughs> Tell her to listen to this, so she can hear it again. <laughs> return to the, the, the motherland, Melbourne. Yeah. 
um, the promised land. So Bitcoin mining, the process in which a Bitcoin is awarded to a computer that solves a complex series of algorithms uh, is a deeply energy intensive process. Mining Bitcoin involves solving complex math problems in order to create new Bitcoins. Uh, miners are rewarded in Bitcoin. Bitcoin, Bitcoin, Bitcoin. Bitcoin. It's like when I was dive instructor, I had to read this bloody Paddy, Paddy Professional Association, Professional, profession, Professional to, to, Association to, to, to of Diving Instructors. And in that book, oh my God, Paddy, 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 Paddy. Was Paddy the name of the company? Paddy, yeah. The, like, it's like the, the Professional Association of Diving Instructors, Paddy, P-A-D-I. So was it a company or a union? It's like a company. I think they're American-based. They're worldwide. They run worldwide. And you, you basically get your diving license through them. But there's heaps of different companies. You've got them, SSI. and So it's just corporate indoctrination pretty much. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. It's like once you... At blank, we're yes, a family. Yes, it's like that, but in book form. And it's just like, this is the Paddy mask. This is the Paddy breathing what? apparatus. And it's just like, on one page, I swear to God, it has the word Paddy 50 times. At least, I'm not even kidding. I was just looking at the page, and it's and it's like got the little trademark next to it in the letters as well, with and the big capital letters, Patty, Patty, Patty. Patty. Get a, an electronic version, do Control F, and look for Patty. Yeah, and just watch your computer melt. <laughs> um, earlier in Bitcoin's relatively short history, the currency was created in 2009. Uh, one could mine Bitcoin on an average computer, but the way Bitcoin mining has been set up by its creators or creator, um, no one's really sure. Um, is that there is a finite number of Bitcoins that can be mined, uh, 21 million. So the more Bitcoin that is mined, the harder the algorithms that must be solved to get a Bitcoin become. This is this article is hard to read. It's just not flowing very well. But anyway. Um, That's right. Just put some pajazz into it. She just says Bitcoin too many times. <laughs> and it's not just Bitcoin, it's Bitcoins. It's like, like wait, S? No, it's S, no, S. Wait, what? Um, now that over 18.5 million Bitcoin have been mined, the average computer can no longer mine Bitcoins. <laughs> instead, instead, mining now requires special computer equipment that can handle the intense processing power needed to get Bitcoin to that. And of course, these special computers need a lot of electricity to run. So it's like what we were talking about before. You can't just run it from your... Um, computer that you had in 2009 no so not only is it an average computer but it's an average computer back in 2009 12 years ago so specialized equipment now um they probably just make equipment just for it i'd imagine probably yeah or actually that'd be a i don't know would that be a good marketing thing the advertising that you sell computers capable of mining bitcoin or is it so specialized that you're just not gonna make anything i don't know i don't know I reckon these are real, like, real nerdy, greasy, acne sort of looking people that are, like, real thick glasses that are building their own computers. Yeah, probably. I don't know. A lot of, Why can't they all be like of, Henry Cavill? There's just, like, a, a lot of... Yeah, true. Why have they got to yeah. be so... It's so surprising that he's a gamer. Oh, I think it is. Yeah, I reckon it's cool. Yeah. No, like, I would... Like, I don't know. How's he keeping that physique and gaming? He's and like, he gets paid to do it. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Pay, he gets paid to look like Superman, uh, and that funds his game. I guess, yeah. It's a beautiful, beautiful system. <laughs> the amount of like, electricity used to mine Bitcoin has historically, this is in quotation, uh, has historically been more than uh, entire countries like Ireland, 
uh, said Benjamin Jones, a professor of economics at the University of New Mexico. Yeah, but can we trust these professors of economics? Can we? Can we trust New Mexico? Yeah. I know very little about it. What was wrong with old Mexico? I don't know. Is New, New Mexico a state or a city in the US? Or is I it think a state? so. I think it's a state. I think it's a state. Yeah, Benjamin's not a very, like, Mexican-sounding name. It's not like <laughs> Jose Jonas. Well, you know New York, before it was called New York, was actually New Amsterdam? I did know that, actually. Yeah, it's a little, little tidbit for you, a little more education. Just the, the range, the spectrum of information that we provide is incredible. <laughs> um, so, uh, at the University of New Mexico, who has researched Bitcoin's environmental impact, we're talking about multiple terawatts, dozens of terawatts a year of electricity being used just for Bitcoin. That's a lot of electricity. Proponents of Bitcoin say that mining is increasingly being done with electricity from renewable sources as that type of energy becomes cheaper. And the energy used is far lower than that of other more wasteful uses of power. So the energy wasted by plugged in but inactive home devices in the US alone could power Bitcoin mining for 1.8 years, according to the Cambridge Bitcoin Electrical Consumption Index. Right, so they're carrying on for nothing, pretty much. Well, I think... This is like saying there's all this passive stuff around us that's plugged in. Like, is your TV on? Then why is it plugged in? Because that's using electricity. electricity. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's that's an argument that they're putting forward, that it's not just saying that they're being non-energy conscious, we could all be more energy, energy conscious. conscious. Yeah. But at the same time, um, for me, this is an argument more about renewable energies as a whole why aren't we moving towards that and then it's not necessarily a matter of carbon footprint but how much of the energy that they're drawing from the grid or what they're doing with prices or whatever it's not necessarily about no you know you know what will happen what we'll um we'll, we'll get all renewables and the carbon emissions will start to uh reverse right and we'll get to like this carbon neutral nice environment and then Super volcano. Boom. <laughs> Maybe Musk's plan is he's trying to get Bitcoin happening and increase carbon emissions in like the only way he sees how at this day and age. And then just when it's really looking bad, boom, carbon vacuum comes out that converts carbon <laughs> into diamonds. No, the Teslas are driving around sucking in carbon. Well, we've built this car. It doesn't do shit without carbon. And then, then diamonds. That's sneaky. He really is from thirty well, twenty one. He's from the he's, future. His dad was running the old emerald mine in South yeah. Africa. That's uh, <laughs> so. He, so, so he knows about the value of diamonds and emeralds and all that kind of stuff. He's, he's got his little tentacles and everything. <laughs> he's all over PayPal and diamonds slash emeralds. <laughs> anyway, so sorry, we've uncovered something. With Musk. He's just. <laughs> Dig deeper, people. Dig deeper. <laughs> Look behind the veil. Stay informed. <laughs> uh, so proponents of Bitcoin say that mining is increasingly being done with electricity from renewable sources as that type of energy becomes cheaper. Uh, I already read this paragraph, didn't I? Yeah. Um, but environmentalists say that mining is still a cause for concern, particularly because miners will go wherever electricity is cheapest, and that may mean places that use coal. According to Cambridge, China has the most Bitcoin mining of any country by far, while the country's been slowly moving towards renewable energies, about two-thirds of their electricity still comes from coal. Um, so again, like if the entire world was running on renewable energies, it wouldn't be having the same sort of impact. But, I mean, that's Bitcoin miners um, moving to areas where it's cheaper and that's usually using coal or non-renewable sources. 
generally because it's government subsidised. Um, like if you're running renewables, modern renewables, in the same way, they come out far cheaper. And I wonder how many of these so-called environmentalists are like actually researching it sort of thing, or are they just jumping on, oh, mining, miner, I don't like mining, oh, Bitcoin's mining as well, get him! <laughs> but, but, but I think that's a fair point that they've raised in the article, so it's not just necessarily about... Um, uh, what energy is available or where energy is coming from, the miners do have a, a conscious choice to make about it. Like yeah. if, they're, if they're making $50,000 of Bitcoin, can they afford to offset that in a, uh, by going to areas with renewable energy? And could they make a statement about, well, we're not doing it in China because yeah. we know their energy is not from a renewable source? See, so I see, I see cryptos as we could, you know... Be a a, fo- an fo- well, a friend for renewables to, yeah. to give that sort of push. So yeah, I, I didn't necessarily agree with um, that argument as a whole, but Lauren, they've they've got a point. Lauren's right in that they do have a conscious choice to make to um, offset that if they want to. Um, it's like any company um, committing to renewable energies um, at a loss now until they become the mainstream and everyone's doing it. So since there's no government body or organisation that officially tracks where Bitcoin is being mined and what type of electricity miners are using, there's no way of knowing whether miners are using electricity that's fuelled by renewable energy or fossil fuels. This is like when we used to work for an energy company and people would ask us, I want to go for the, um, I only want green, green energy, energy in my yeah. place. I don't want to use any, any coal energy. And we try and explain to them, okay, so we've got, we do have renewable energy. Um, our company produces renewable energy, that's fine, but that's not necessarily going to determine where your energy is from. Your energy is coming from wherever is producing grid. energy. Yeah, the grid. It comes from the grid. It's not like we can do it's a separate like, uh, green wire to your house. Electricity like, is more like a wholesale sort of thing. So yeah. you've got your distributors that distribute the electricity um, through the network, but you have to buy it from the retailers. Yeah. Um, so you, you don't really have a choice once the electricity goes into the grid. We don't. We don't. You don't have a choice of where that electricity comes from. Yeah. I mean, our our company used to have green options where you're paying a little bit extra for your electricity and it funds um, producing more renewable energy, things like that. But it's not that your energy is coming, coming from, from the sun or yeah. the wind. Uh, you don't really have a say in that. It's based on your area. That, <laughs> I hate explaining that. I hate it. Look, I you just it. have to say, look, the solution is. We don't know where it comes from, so go out to your power box, flick off your main switch until we're all 100% renewable. Then, then you can do it. But, you, and, but in those conversations, you couldn't get away with saying, yeah, sure, that's fine. You had to explain yeah. that because it was a compliance breach saying, no, no, that's not accurate. You didn't explain to them about that. But so it's the same thing. They, they want to I remember, renewables, um, but, but it's not. They're not you know, getting just renewable energy. Because we used to hot desk in that office as well. Which is just jumping between desks or setting up wherever for the day. Yeah, so I remember once I didn't, I came in, I was on one of the later shifts, so like all the seats were taken. I had to go back to this section where I think like the lawyery people were or the compliance people were. Yeah. And I was saying something in my script and this girl like stopped me after I said it. She's like, you can't say that. That's not true or whatever. And I'm like, um... Have you seen the script? Have you seen what everyone else in this whole entire building is saying? It's just like, it's not going to work unless we, you know, say this. And I've got the go ahead to say it. And she's like, no, that's an unacceptable sort of thing. I'm like, you have 
Get on the phones. You have no idea what it's like on the phones. You're just sitting there, clicking, clacking away, doing your computer work. I don't know, do do something about it. Get it like tell her to go talk to your manager. That's and what I did. No, that's it. what I did. I did. I said, look, this is how it works. Um, if you see something wrong with it, you can take it up with my manager. That's what I actually said to her. But um, you gotta, I mean, you got to learn the corporate speak. Like, I I'm. I understand that you're concerned about that. That's, this is the information that I've been given. So if you've got a, no, that's a concern... How I, that is how to, I yeah. went through it with her, but it's just... You know, I, I'd really appreciate it raise it with my manager who's someone in a position that can make these changes. Jazz it up for, for the audience. Jazz Add a little bit of pizzazz, I don't know. <laughs> um, but I just found it was very, like... I feel like this that script had already got... Like, how many people did it go through to get to where it was already? And now you're just like, wrong. Yeah, I've been involved. I was involved <laughs> with the script changing for a lot of stuff. It goes through so many people and so many people pick it apart and say, you can say this, you can't say that. And one of my gripes with it was um, with scripts in general. It's like, and even the, the letters, the bills we'd send out to there, can we not put this in more layman's terms? Oh, but it just makes it very hard for us to accurately describe what we're saying. It's like... Is that not an indicator that there's a problem with this system that if you can't put it in a term, it'd still be true? <laughs> and then, well, then you have other call centres where you work in, and then you've got people impersonating police officers just to get a sale. <laughs> All right, let's get back into it. So back to back to mining rigs. Um, so. Uh, there's no way of knowing whether miners are using electricity that's fueled by renewable energy or fossil fuels. Mining rigs can move from place to place depending on where energy is cheapest, which makes mining particularly hard to track. So uh, I don't know if VPNs come into this at all where you can mask where you're working from. Um, the places where you mine Bitcoin can be moved around and in some cases you don't even know where they are, said Camillo Mora, a professor of geography and environment at the University of Hawaii. Uh, Cambridge's Centre for Alternative uh, Finance, sorry, Cambridge's Centre for Alternative Finance. Yeah, now he's stuttering. Once, <laughs> once, and I was all over the Bitcoin versus Bitcoins thing. Once. All right, you got me. You want to do a reading challenge? You want to pull no, out some, no reading some challenges and see who messes up. No. Yours? So Cambridge's Centre for Alternative Finances estimates that Bitcoin's annualised electricity consumption hovers just above. 115 terawatt hours, uh, while Digiconomists... Digiconomists? Digiconomists. Digiconomists closely track index puts it closer to 80 terawatt hours. So a single transaction of Bitcoin has the same carbon footprint as 680,000 Visa transactions or 51,210 hours of watching YouTube, according to the site. A paper from 2018 from the Oak Ridge Institute in Ohio found that $1 worth of Bitcoin took 17 megajoules of energy, more than double the amount of energy it took to mine $1 worth of copper, gold, and platinum. Another study from the UK published last year said that computer power required to mine Bitcoin quadrupled in 2019 compared to the year before, and that mining has had an influence in prices in some power and utility markets. Oh, there's a lot going on there. So essentially, what they're saying is that um, it's it's the, the 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 difficulty of mining Bitcoin is increasing. So the sophistication of these machines has to increase with it, and that comes with power consumption increasing as well. 
and we're, we're seeing that in recent years. And that's starting to impact the, the, the price of uh, electricity in some areas. Hmm. So Bitcoin's advocates have made it clear that they believe any environmental costs that come with mining Bitcoin are worth the broader impact it could have on society. Uh, this is a quote. So Bitcoin will not be able to fulfill its role as a secure global value transfer and storage system without being costly to maintain. Uh, reads a defense against Bitcoin criticism from Ria Butoria, Director of Research at Fidelity, Fidelity Digital Assets. Computers and smartphones have much larger carbon footprints than typewriters and telegraphs. Sometimes the technology is so revolutionary and important for humanity that society accepts the trade-offs. Wrote investor Tyler Winklevoss on Twitter. Oh, no, we fucked up. Everyone, back to typewriters. <laughs> no more computers. We fucked up. Go click, back, go back. Click, 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 click. Yeah, but then you've got the, the cost of freighting mail back and forth from places. I don't know if that's accurate. Ink. Um, and also, I just wanted to stop for a second and acknowledge Tyler Winklevoss's amazing name. <laughs> Tyler Winklevoss. Hello, I'm Mr. Winklevoss. <laughs> I run a candy shop. Some have pointed out that there does not have to be a trade-off between cryptocurrency and the environment. The creators of Ethereum, that's the one I was thinking of before, considered the second most popular type of cryptocurrency after Bitcoin, have promised to change the currency's algorithm to make its mining more environmentally friendly. I don't know how they would do that. Do they mean like make it easier to mine so it takes less electricity? Does, the, does that devalue the... Maybe, probably. I'm, I'm not too sure. Maybe... That's um, interesting. Yeah. Um, uh, so Vitalik Buterin, the computer scientist who invented Ethereum, told IEEE Spectrum that mining cryptocurrency can be a huge waste of resources, even if you don't believe that pollution and carbon dioxide are an issue. So Buterin said there are real consumers, real people, whose need for electricity is being displaced by this stuff. Currently, Ethereum's mining works similar to Bitcoin, where the most powerful computers have an edge in getting the most Bitcoin as computers compete to complete a transaction first. Ethereum's developers are working on changing that system so that miners enter a pool and are randomly selected to complete the transaction and receive an Ether in return. So this method called proof of stake guarantees that less electricity will be used to mine the currency. I don't know how I feel about that. I mean, I, I like that they're trying to be environmentally conscious, but it's not rewarding the people who are putting in the most effort or investing the most. What are your thoughts on that randomness? about it um i mean you're the big crypto nut out of us <laughs> you're not you're crazy you're crazy you're out, 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 out of your mind you weren't listening were you? you're rereading the paragraph i am i, I wasn't <laughs> listening i saw you looking at your phone i was phone trying up. to find something for you i'm sorry i'm you sorry know, listeners. Well, you can find you can find me an opinion what did you say help me so essentially they're saying rather than um the algorithms being complicated what we're going to do is they're um, the algorithms that need to be solved or the transactions that need to be verified are randomly allocated to miners. Right, okay, yeah. So we can reduce the complexity of it and randomly allocate it to people um, rather than the best machines right, okay. do the most. Okay, okay, I, I apologise. I'll, I'll listen. Damn right, you apologise. I, I Cheeky motherfucker. I was just looking for, for help, but I didn't find it, and now I'm in a hole. Um, I don't know. I don't know about that. Like... I don't know, like, I actually, no, I kind of like it because... I mean, I think that would play more into your idea of redistribution as well. Yeah, that's, what, that that's if, exactly what I was about to bring up. If um, everyone's got a laptop at home that's just constantly doing, doing that, it, yeah. um, then 
that's a great way to, you know, for everyone to get a fair share of um, ether yeah. from Ethereum. Uh, yeah, I, I, I like that. I, I like that idea. Assuming, um, yeah, that's assuming that they've got a laptop. No. Some people don't have So laptops. why I was, yeah, true. Um, but I don't know. I think the like every school kid, I think, has a laptop now. All the home from school stuff and... Like, that's what the generations are going to be becoming, like... Yeah, true. Sort of thing. Um, sorry, the reason I was distracted, I was trying to find, like, a quote or something, but it was, like, one of these banksters was talking about, oh, no, cryptocurrencies, stay away from them. Criminals use them for drug deals and things like that. Mate, what you're were, a criminal. No, what were they using before? They were using money. <laughs> it's just, like, that's a non-argument, not relevant at all yeah but I, I but i think what he means is that you can't track a um crypto uh transfer or transaction as easily as you could track a bank transfer or oh transfer. i don't know i'm pretty sure the banks have their their ways sneaky ways yeah i'm um, sure <laughs> so but with um uh, but with bitcoin still reigning as the top cryptocurrency and with endorsements uh from established companies and investment banks the currencies environmental impact is only likely to grow. So when it comes to electricity, the computer doesn't care. The computer is just getting the electricity to run, but where its electricity comes from makes a huge difference to the environment, said Mora. And that's the end of the article. Boom. Yeah, that's our take. That's our show. I, I, I feel like we've, we've got heaps. Yeah, that, that, that was a long that was a, that last one. Yeah, that was where I don't have much more to add, just buy Dogecoin. Um, I told my, my cousin just got a job at KFC. I was like, just ask them if they'll pay you in Dogecoin. Yeah. You, you will give you one Dogecoin every every four thousand shifts, something like that. Yeah. You can have one Dogecoin or this entire bucket of chicken. The chicken, the chicken. One Dogecoin or whatever's in the box. Is it? No, is it one? You can have a boat, or you can have whatever's in the the mystery box or whatever it is. It could be a in that mystery box <laughs> all right i guess it's time for your bribe so you can have the washer and dryer set by the lovely smithers or you can trade it all for whatever's in this box the box the, the box, box. <laughs> all right we're going to finish there with that Simpson reference um we're hoping to get our podcast on some more platforms soon and we're still waiting for the google um podcast and the um is it sorry what's the other radio public uh, yeah i think they're up I'll, I'll double check them yeah when they're up we'll post them on our twitter page yes. um so alters and oils on twitter yes you can also feel free to follow me on twitter as well but we'll see you'll see oil too us tagging oil too quite often were. Too find him established that oil was already taken in last episode <laughs> and or help one um yeah so that's that's our show for the week yeah have a nice week everyone I, i'm having a fabulous time already so um as you do and i'll let luke sign off yeah uh, everyone stay safe and stay informed <laughs>